You're good on the main camera. Hi everyone, welcome <laughs> back. Uh, this is another special episode of Cinematography for Actors podcast. We are live from the top floor of the TCL Chinese Theater in the VIP room. We're very lucky to be here for the 19th annual Oscar qualifying Holly Shorts Film Festival. I'm here, I'm Haley, this is Indiana, my co-host, and we're seated, we're seating, seated here with Stevie <laughs> Wayne, who is the everything for <laughs> short film day jobs. Hi, Stevie, yeah, how are you hi. doing? I'm doing great. Thank so you so much for joining us here yeah. today. Give us, your logline is very fun. Will yeah. you please share it with everybody? Sure. So yeah, so the show's called Day Jobs. Um, it's a half hour TV pilot about an aspiring LA comedian who secretly falls in love with the mom that she babysits for. So it's kind of like a hot nightmare. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that happens you get very when you're as a babysitter (laughs) myself honestly you get you get very attached to the people whose children you care for yeah and that seems like a very realistic problem it's like time to time you know the boundaries are blurry yes you get very involved in the family you sort of become part of it so Uh i think there's yeah there's definitely like a weird uh intimacy that happens Mm -hmm. in that job Mm -hmm. so what so Haley says you've done everything. Did you really do everything? Or I, what were the biggest roles? It I, says writer, star, creator, co-director. Yeah. Wow. Everything. Yeah. So how did this all come about? Yeah. So, well, like the story or just me making stuff? Like what do you... The story and then the production and then who you needed to kind of pull together in order to, to yeah. make it. Where did you have help, Stevie? Yeah. <laughs> No, I definitely had plenty and plenty of help. We had a great, I had a, an amazing co-director, Ari Jackson, who uh, made the pilot with me. Um, and yeah, I think when I was um, 25 years old, my ex-boyfriend helped me come out as a lesbian. Oh. Yeah, and it was really supportive and loving. And um, I kind of, there was a part of that period where um, we, this is like TMI, but it honestly inspired the pilot, where we had an open relationship so mm-hmm. I could like figure out my sexuality. Um, and I ended up falling in love with like married women who were trying to get pregnant by their husbands. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was again a very hot nightmare. Um, <laughs> That's it, a great, but it's a, a cool story, story to tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I basically um, I wrote the pilot because I'm also a stand-up comedian, and um, I met an agent at a party, and they asked me if I had any TV samples, and I said, yeah, absolutely, and they were like, great, I'm going to fly on the weekend, I'd love to read it, I'll, like, on the plane, and I was like, okay, amazing, I did not have a sample, I yeah, fully of lied. Course. <laughs> of course, you we always all know say how. yes yeah. and play just game. make yeah. it yeah, like, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I have a great comedy sample for you to read, yeah. um, and so I spent the next four mm-hmm. weeks just trying really hard to finish a pilot that I had, but that wasn't great, and I sent it to my um, smart TV writing friend, and she was like, you cannot send this in. This is terrible. And I was <laughs> like, okay, amazing. And she's like, it's it's clever, but like, we I don't know how any of the characters feel. So then I was really pissed, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna write something just like in spite of you. Mm-hmm. And so I put all of my feelings into this other pilot, which became Day Jobs. Wow, um, yeah. that's really cool because mm-hmm. you never really hear about that happening of like yeah. one thing so drastically being like. You're yeah no nope, scratching that out right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, you just absolutely so can kind of take that. cannot send yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So who did you pull in for your heads of department? How did you find them? Yeah, so I worked at BuzzFeed when I first moved out to LA. I would say like seven ish years ago, six years ago, 
Um, and in my internship group, we I had a good friendship with Ari Jackson and River Branson and Kevin Stiller, who is the incredible DP on the project. Um, and we kind of like all like came up together. So when I wanted to make this, I like I knew immediately that I like wanted to work with them because they're just such safe, amazing, such talented people. Um, and I already had like a repertoire, so I was so excited. They just said yes, um, and we had planned on filming it right before the pandemic Mm -hmm. um and of course things shut down so we were kind of like in pre-production for like a year which Um, kind of makes it it's annoying but it makes it all the better because then by the time you get onto production i'm a cinematographer so by the time you get on to production you're like oh i know your language like i know exactly what you want we've talked about this over and over again like you know and so i bet it was like a much cleaner and more efficient process because you had the time to prep yeah, and it was, like, I mean, it was honestly, like, the best experience of my whole life. Like, Aww. I just felt so happy. Like, I just didn't know I could be that joyful. Like, just in the middle of it and just, I, yeah, like, I feel like we tried really hard to have a really safe set. We did, like, emotional check-ins. I'm really, like, um, inspired by, uh, like, Joey Salway and the work that they do. And um, I've listened to a lot of, yeah, just, like, directing TED Talks about how to create, like, a safe set. Wow. Um, and yeah. that was like a really important part of the process from the beginning. It was so important yeah. because it's such a vulnerable project. And I think for me to be that present on camera, I just needed to not feel judged. Yeah. I'm a sensitive, I'm like a highly sensitive person, like one of those like HSP people. Okay. So I was just like, for me to be this, yeah, present in my character and my body. Fantastic. I, yeah. I just need to feel like the people around me like are, are good, are safe, aren't going to like... Yeah. make fun of me in between takes yeah. you know yeah <laughs> that's absolutely really ideal isn't it yeah. if you can just always be working people with people who you know have your back and think yeah. good things about right you and yeah. want you to and want to tell the same story as you too to be able to have those check-ins and be like yeah. is the vibe what we're going for yeah totally. are we good Bottom. to move on yeah do we need to do this again and if so how do we want to do it differently things like that yeah for the casting part um because you were the star of this yeah um for the others that you brought in what was the biggest what was the most important thing about casting was it getting it completely correct to how you pictured people or was it going a little out of bounds and improving and then kind of getting them into the script how did you deal with casting um well i always knew that the person that I wanted to play my on-screen ex-boyfriend um, was this comedian that I worked with, Jared Cassibaum. Um, we were in the stand-up scene together. He's just the biggest sweetheart, and you know the character in the show is also the biggest sweetheart. So, I he was like the first person that I I think brought the project to, and I was like, "Do you want to do this thing with me? It would be so great if you yeah. could." And he like was like so elated. Um, and then for the mom um, with the baby, we honestly didn't know any. Like, we were looking for someone who had a baby. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, like, very limited budget. Right. Um, So I think we put some like, a casting call on, like, Actors Access um, and auditioned a few people. Wow. And then, yeah, we found Becca Bucklew, who is just stunning on screen. She's so captivating. She really embodies um, the character of, like, a repressed housewife um, who's, like, struggling with her sexuality but is also, like, very taken care of by her husband. So... Um, yeah, she's just, she crushed it. And it was, again, just like, yeah, working with people that you really um, felt safe around. Incredible. Yeah. What do you feel like you learned from this process? And, w- I mean, would you do a project again where you have so many hats to wear? I would love to. the lead. <laughs> I would love to. I, I um, 
Yeah, I, I love to create things. I ended up also editing the project wow. out of desperation, but I <laughs> had to do it. We were trying to like make deadlines. Yeah. Um, but it's the final rewrite process. I'm like a writer always first. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was such a, like a labor of love, but also just like a massive passion to make this. Because it just, like, I feel like it's so hard to break into the TV industry. And it was kind of my way of being like, well, if I don't get the big green lights, like, this is my way of showing myself that I belong you yeah know? create the content that do you feel closest to and do it in the style that you really want that I really yeah, want absolutely. yeah yeah what did your ex-boyfriend think when you showed it to him you know what he hasn't seen it I couldn't <laughs> show him <laughs> my heart oh no when are you screening is he gonna come to the screen he should no yeah, he actually he, he yeah. doesn't live on the west coast oh anymore. god okay yeah. okay well he has no excuse because it's going none. to be on the virtual fest on none. fit pics you tell this ex-boyfriend he has to watch it that he's like too. in it right yeah, so yeah. Not, and, but I love that it's also inspired with him and this whole yeah. journey was your relationship together breaking out into the like this multifaceted you know relationship and yeah. so that's so wonderful and incredible yeah. what are your biggest takeaways that you what, are, what do you think the audience should have as their biggest takeaways from this pilot from the project I mean it's just about a person trying I mean we love to root for an underdog she's like you know in her late 20s trying to start over she's like super financially dependent on her ex-boyfriend so she desperately you know gets a nannying gig and it's just like she wants to be a stand-up but the world of stand-up comedy is very male dominated Mm -hmm. and I feel like you just root for her because you see her trying so hard and just being like hit back to back to back to back of Mm -hmm. like yeah not um not belonging and not getting what she wants so I it's like I don't know if this is narcissistic but when I read when I wrote the um, pilot and my lowest moments of doing stand-up sometimes I would just like read the script to myself like before we made it just to like feel hope because there's like a moment yeah in the story where she just feels like um there's room for me like if I just try there's room for me so I feel like that was like a thing I had to tell myself I don't think that that's narcissistic I think it's beautiful that you were able to create something for yourself to help you feel hope that's gorgeous we should all be trying to do that yeah I think the one thing everyone always says is like when you're starting out making your own content it's like write what you know because that's the thing that you can most identify with and so I think what you've done here is so incredible because not only have you written what you know but you're also identifying with a, a ton of people that might not even know that they identify with this pilot until they watch it and then start to ask themselves those questions so thank you so much for bringing this to audiences stevie and um, congratulations yeah so much of course so yeah so when are we screening all of that did we already screen no, we're screening okay. on Tuesday, Tuesday. Okay. at 2.30 in the TV block. Awesome. Try to be yeah. there. Oh, my God. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much, Stevie, thank for you, joining Steve. us. Yeah, thank you both. Um, and this we will great. post everything about uh, about day job. Yeah. And uh, we can't wait to see it. Yay. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. We'll see you all soon. Yep. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. Follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast to keep up to date on new episode releases. We will be live through August 20th here at Holly Shorts Film Fest. If you're here, drop in and say a little hello at the VIP lounge. We also want to thank our sponsors, Apogee, Film Tools, Roscoe, Lightstone Rentals, Canon, and First Mile Tech. As a special gift to you listeners, we partnered with We Make Movies to get you a discount on comprehensive production insurance packages. Use code CFA23 on your intake form for 10% off your quote by visiting wemakemovies.org insurance.
If you missed any of our live streams, you can watch all of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Cinematography for Actors. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Cinematography for Actors. You can also catch us in a more formal setting on Monday, August 14th at Japan House for a panel discussion on the importance of bridging the gap between talent and crew. You can get 20% off of your ticket purchase by using the code HSFF2023CFA at checkout. Thanks!